Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. No, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay. We got Jay Moore. We got you for a three-hour ride here on this Tuesday morning. But open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Cap, you're all lubricated up, ready to go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's In the winter, my hands get incredibly dry. Yep. And so I have this hand cream at home called CeraVe. Buy it on Amazon. CeraVe. C E R A V E is it? Is it? Yeah, it's by Deshaun Watson. Yeah. (laughs) And I put some on this morning, but my hands are still dry. And a couple minutes ago, I said, Does anybody have any hand lotion? My hands are so dry. Roz, Roz Barrett, ABC7 Traffic, of course, Vice President, said, Yeah, here, take this. Jay Moore brings it in. And I hit it. It like got all over my hands. Uh huh. And that's nothing new. No. Go ahead. So I have my hand lotion on now. I'm good to go. So thank you to Roz. Feel much better. That's so ridiculous. I mean, it's only like 30 seconds before we go on the air, and you need lotion now. I just want my hands are so dry. <laughs> and I got another question for you. You have a question for me. I do. I, yeah. When the word came across that the Kansas City Royals had signed their star young player, Bobby Witt Jr., for $288.8 million, 11 years guaranteed, potentially 14 with option years, leaves the only, only the moribund Oakland A's and your favorite baseball team to never have spent $100 million at all on any player. They spent two eighty eight. They're the Royals. How'd you feel? Oh, you want to do this now? You want to do this now? How, you want to do this now? You look at the new teeth. We got some seats on okay. the blue bus over there. Okay, well, I won't be on that blue bus. <laughs> believe me. From the south side, it's easy for me to go to Amfan Field in Milwaukee than to go to Wrigley Field, as I always tell you. Let me let me tell you something. You know, sometimes you have a story that comes across your phone, or you watch Sports Center. And you can't believe it. You think that you're being ball sacked when you see stories like that came across. Like, there's no way that the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Royals that White Sox fans laugh at, the Kansas City Royals that's supposed to be the gum underneath our shoe. (laughs) There's no way that the Kansas City Royals actually made this deal. Let me take a look and see if this is real. Research, research, research. And you see the piece from Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers that Bobby Wood Jr. agrees to an 11-year, $288.8 million deal with the Royals. Let me just tell you something, Cap. Sometimes you see a story, and then you find out if it's real, and then you laugh. I laughed when I saw that. You know what I was laughing at? I laughed so I wouldn't cry. 
That's why I was laughing yesterday when that story came across. As a lifelong White Sox fan, as you know, that courses through my veins, the White Sox, the most important team to me in Chicago. For the White Sox to come in and have Andrew Benintendi, look at the big splash for the White Sox getting Benintendi, five years, $75 million, as if we're some minor league ball club. And you get the Kansas City Royals. Hey, the manager's from the Kansas City Royals. And all of a sudden, you know, Chris Getz is a former Royal. And all of a sudden, it's almost like the Royals are on the south side. Oh, they got the Royals. Well, guess what? The Royals did something the White Sox have never done. This kid's 23 years of age. And if you don't know who Bobby Witt is, he's a second-generation star that's on the come. His dad was a terrific player, and Bobby Witt Jr. now is paid. And he's part of the future for that Kansas City Royals team. It tests your mettle as a White Sox fan every single time. You try to defend the players. You try to be optimistic. But it's hard to be optimistic when a team that you laugh at gives a player $288.8 million and an 11-year deal. Where's that deal for the White Sox? The White Sox players have has deserved a deal like that through the years. But no, can't do that. Can you imagine a threshold? No, we're never going to give a player over $100 million. Think about that. In today's baseball, 2024, when you run your franchise like it's 1973, you get what you deserve. Damn. $288 million for a team that's like, oh, Kauffman Stadium, half empty. No one goes to the games. What a terrible ball club. They have a brighter future now with this deal, with this singular deal, than the White Sox do. You decide you want to break the bank on Andrew Benintendi, and you feel like you're breaking the bank? That is just, I mean, it's a mere pittance compared to what other teams pay players. You know, Jerry, who's probably walking around Scottsdale, you see what that is? You see what that is? Benintendi, 75 million. I've had that. Yeah, what about it? Because there's been plenty of teams that have paid through the nose for great talent. Mike Trout, 10 years, 360. Altuve, 5 years, 151. Austin Riley for the Braves, 10 years, 212. <laughs> Brewers with Yelich, 7 years, 188 million. These are the big-time numbers. And by the way, I know the White Sox will never get here, but Shohei Otani this offseason, 10 years, $700 million. I mean, the Sox came even come even close to like a Buster Posey deal, $159 million over eight years back in 2013. They can't even come close to that cap. But here's the thing. There's no need to laugh at the Royals now because of what they did. They, they invested in their future. What have the White Sox done? And just cut back the payroll. Just, just cut it back. Would you like a soup? That's all, you, that's all you're doing. I could not own a franchise and be laughed at. I couldn't do it, Cap. I could not do it. I could not own a franchise and be like, my God, there's nobody in the ballpark. My God, what's happening over there? I couldn't be laughed at. Here in the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. I could never do that. Could you imagine that, Cap? The Kansas City Royals, we laugh at them. There's nothing to be laughed at now. Look at them. They are investing in their future. What are the White Sox doing? I love Luis Robert, like the next White Sox fan. But what else you got? What else you got? it's, It's hard to be a White Sox fan. It's very difficult. On this side of the table, it's very difficult to a point where it tests my fandom. It does. It really does. It's, it's the team that matters the most to me. I was going to say, for people out there that maybe are newer to the show, that guy is a diehard White Sox fan. Like, loves the Bears, loves the Bulls, loves college basketball, loves his Georgia Bulls. 
the Chicago White Sox course through his veins because his late father, Bob Hood, and John would watch the games together. That's your team. Think about it. The Royals just soared by. They did. Wow. They did. I laughed when I saw I told you. I, I said, there's no way this is right. And it was right. So now, the, here come the Royals. I'm not saying World Series this year. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is a commitment to winning. It's something I've said in my career many, many times. For 30 years, I've been saying, as a fan, I want a commitment to winning. That's all I can ask for. A commitment to winning. And the, look at Ben and million. That's all you got? Seriously. You think about small market baseball, right? Kansas City would be in the same category as the A's or some of these other small market teams. They didn't operate like a small market. They did not. With that deal, that's not small market to me. So now we have to languish with the, with the A's? Never paying, for, never paying over $100 million for a South. I just, um, I tell you, Cap, life is too short. It is. Life's too short. And it is difficult for me to go every summer hoping and wishing that my favorite team is going to make some noise. You know me, I'm pretty reasonable as a sports fan. And the reasonable is, yay, just get in the mix. Get in the dance and then see what happens. Just get in the mix. Sox are, are so far away from the mix, it's not even funny. Not even in the mix. And so I'm just, um, I'm pretty disappointed in that and those lack of moves for the White Sox and the idea that, well, you know, hey, Chris Getz, don't worry about it. Don't add on. Just put out about all. Just go to the transactions and just throw crap against the wall. Young players, people that we've never heard of before. Just cobble together a roster and see what we can do in 2024. Just cobble together a roster. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love you. No, but Cap, that's what it is, though. You see the transactions? Tell me the big splash that they've made. Give it to me. Picked up a minor leaguer from the Mariners the other day. Damn. <laughs> it's brutal. That's brutal. To the point where, Kev, I'm just telling you, life's too short, man. I'll move on. I will move on. As much as I love this team, I don't want them to keep hurting me or just standing still while others pass them up. Kansas City is a rumor. The Royals are a rumor, even in their own city, because of the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm sure that on Kansas City Sports Radio, I'm sure that they're, give, they're etching out some time for this move. Did you see what the Royals did? Yeah. I'm sure that the Royals fans that are out there, they're probably saying, hey, look what we did. We finally were able to surpass some of these other teams that don't spend over $100 million in salary. I'm looking at some of these other teams. I might visit some other teams this summer. You're getting a new stadium. Yeah. Who's going to be sitting in it? The AAA club. <laughs> Just, seriously. And Luis Robert. Right. And again, nothing against the veterans I've been rooting for. Not, not, I'm not saying Moncada. That's not, a, that's not a splash. Luis Robert is the entire franchise. And Cease. When he's traded. By the time we get to spring training. He'll be gone too. That's it though. It, it's, um, it's hard to be a fan. And, I, and I've had a, plenty of low points as you well know. You know the ebb and flow of the White Sox over the years. Uh, especially under the Reinsdorf-Einhorn regime when they first started. There's been ups and downs, but this is a low point when the Royals pass you up on the road. Can I get a ride? Yeah, I got a flat tire. Yeah, you got four flat tires. That's what they have, Cap. Wow. I, mean, I, just, I just like, you know, it, it's, it's so disheartening. 
because you are in Chicago too. <laughs> you ain't the Tinley Park White Sox, right? You're not the Peoria White Sox. You're the Chicago Chicago White Sox. Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I like this gig. You're the Chicago White Sox, Cap. You don't do you don't make yourself less than because the Cubs are on the other side of town. You don't make yourself less than. Eh, you know what? Just start over. Don't worry about it. You have to care. Come on, man. You're 87 years old. What what's Jerry? 86, 87? You gotta care. Time's ticking. Plus, it's not like you can take the money with you. I've heard that my whole life. Is it, I mean, and by the way, no one's telling you to be Cohen from the Mets and just go all, spend all spend all the money that's in your pockets. But but you have to put a team together that is a team that can contend. You just don't stand still. Don't worry about it, Gets. Don't worry about it. You're a friend. Bring him up from a, a mediocre minor league system. Bring him up. Let him be the GM. Because I don't want to learn new people. He's Larry David. Doesn't want to learn new people. Great. <laughs> Here, good example. Cap's been really pragmatic lately. Don't go spend $250 million just to sign Cody Bellinger because that's what he wants. That's fair. Right? He's been pragmatic about it. Cap, if the biggest contract in Cubs history were $75 million, you would explode. And at least with the biggest contract in Cubs history is Hayward, at least he got a speech, a gold glove, and a World Series championship out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look back at it, oh my God, an eight year deal and $184 million. Yeah, just, but at least he's part of a World Series championship team. What's Benintendi part of? Not a lot. Ineptitude. Nothing. That's what he's part of. Sucks. It sucks. Kansas City, Cap. If this was like the Braves, like, hmm, not a surprise, right? Must be nice. Yeah, king of the southeast. I get that. Understand. I totally understand that. Even if it's an up-and-coming Baltimore team. Padres spent a lot of money. Mets spent a lot of money. Yankees over the years spent a lot of money. Dodgers. White Sox? Nope. Two stat of the day. Brought to you by ESPN 1000. Two franchises in the history of Major League Baseball have never spent $100 million on a player. There were three till yesterday. The Royals are off the list. Oakland A's, now the Vegas A's, getting a new stadium, and there's going to be big money and big demand there, and the White Sox. And at least, you know, even the Pirates invested in their future with Brian Reynolds, $100 million. Even the Pirates have spent more money than the White Sox. Correct. And, and by the way, it's not me looking through and checking the stats every time. All right, where's the payroll? Where's the payroll? Where's the... It's not me doing that every day. What I'm saying is, is that you can't let the Royals pass you up by, and, by them investing in your future, and your future is bleak, dire, dark. You can't do that. It just, you know. I, I, I might consider being a baseball free agent this summer. Really? First time ever. Seriously. This is not me being emotional. This is me being, just being real. And looking at the situation over there. I've tried to hold up this franchise. I've given them criticism and praise when they deserved it. But this is a breaking point. The Royals? Then you've, and you've got this transition manager over there in Grafal. Because nose up the ass of the White Sox saying that everything's fine. No. Everything's not fine. It's not. <laughs> I love your passion. What's, what, what cap is true, though. Every, every press conference, everything's fine. He's like, oh, everything's fine. No, it's, everything's not fine. This transitional manager they got over there. And a royal, by the way, because that makes sense. 312, 332. I, I know some people. 
What if I could get a like a bike lane for cars from the south side all the way up to Wrigleyville, where you just have a special lane you can come right up there? No. I'm just you know, I'm just so so sick of this. I, I, it makes me want wonder if I should be a free agent fan this summer. It's still in your veins. Yep, but it but it hurts though. That hurts. That you still can't get out of neutral as a franchise. You're in Chicago. There's a Chicago sports team too. Are they not? They are. Okay, so well, then why treat it like you're in the minor leagues? Are you the Chicago Dogs or are you Chicago White Sox? 312-332-ESPN-332-3776. And Sox, don't get any ideas. Don't sign Zambrano like the Dogs did a couple of summers ago. Are you sick of the White Sox as me? Are you considering changing fandoms? Still to come, some thoughts from Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter as he weighs in on the number one pick for the Chicago Bears. We'll get to all that here on this Tuesday morning. Cap and Jay Hood on the proud home of the Chicago White Sox, ESPN 1000. Jay Hood are back. I appreciate your show. I'm an Uber driver, and from 7 to 10 every day, I've got you locked in. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We hope that you're going to have a great Tuesday morning. We will hear from Adam Schefter from ESPN, his thoughts about the Bears and what they will do with the number one pick. He made it official yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. We'll get to that. But, but Cap, since you led us down this Pimrose path, or whatever the phrase is, the idea that the White Sox have never spent more on one player, not even in a stratosphere of $100 million, it's Andrew Benintendi with five years, $75 million. I mean, there's teams like the Guardians and the Giants and the Marlins, even the Marlins with the Stanton deal, 13 years, 325 back in 2014. The Sox have never been around that. All I'm saying is, is that you pay for quality. And Andrew Benintendi is no shade at him, but just the idea that the Sox, as long as Reinsdorf has been presiding and owning this team, has never been in that, not even close to $100 million, says a lot. And just the, it's a breaking point when you see what the Royals have done. Bobby Witt Jr., I love that young player. I, uh, that's the reason why you and I love baseball so much is because it's not just our teams. The growth of the sport. Young players, and we see an influx of second-generation ball players that we grew up watching, and now their sons are playing, and those guys are good too, even better than maybe than their own band. Better, I mean, it's great. You see how many young kids who are the offspring of great players. Mm-hmm. The number one prospect in all of baseball in the minors is an Oriole, Jackson Holiday. His dad Matt was a pretty damn good player. Yes, he was with the Cardinals and the Rockies. Bobby Witt Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., um, who's the third baseman? Uh, Bichette. Yeah. Bo Bichette, Bichette, Dante's kid. Great. How come our teams don't draft any of these guys? Like, I would make me the scouting director. Hey, oh, we got so-and-so's kid in there? Take him. Yeah. Got we, great genes. Take a flyer because, again, great genes, great player. Again, they may not replicate exactly what their fathers were, but, I mean, give it a shot. At the very least. There's a quarterback. Now, his dad's got some issues now. But there's a quarterback in the NFL whose dad was a pro athlete. He grew up in locker rooms. He talked about how it helped him become what he is. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. 
And then there's the White Sox. I, I you know, it, it's... I'm going to get you a Benintendi jersey for the season. Yeah, good. I could burn it and throw it away. Wow. So, it just, no, I mean, it just, it's, it's so frustrating, Cap. It's so frustrating because... Because you're a diehard. That's what's well, frustrating. Well, the other thing is, is that we're a fan base that's just looking for respect. Whether it's in the streets or at the ballpark. We're looking for respect. We're always fighting uphill. We're always trying to push a snowball uphill, trying to get respect. Whether it's from the media, whether it's from the, from the ownership, front office. We're just looking for respect. We love taking our family to the ballpark to guaranteed rate to be able to enjoy a good ball game. But we want to see a winning team. Okay? I would say the people in the front office that's listening to the show right now, I think they'd feel the same way. Like, yes, we enjoy working here, but boy, when the Sox are good. Watch the ballpark fill up and watch the headlines and watch the attention the White Sox get. I think all of us that love the White Sox want to see that. This is not, not casting any aspersions on the Cubs or anybody else. I'm just talking about me as a White Sox fan, as, as a lifelong Southsider, wanting to see my team to be able to at least get into the dance. And you let Kansas City pass you up with this deal yesterday? Where is the splash for the White Sox? Where is it? Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Bellinger's still out there to do what? Go make a run. Oh, I mean, Cubs uh, haven't got them signed. Oh no, no, no. He's got apparently. You know, it's, it's hard for you to make a deal and pick up the phone when you got handcuffs on as a general manager. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. To the phone lines we go. Munster, Indiana. Here's Al on ESPN one thousand. Al, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just want to, I, I agree totally with you, Hoodie. It, it, it's just a settle for mediocrity. I'm hard-pressed to even buy a 10-game a ten flex package with, with the White Sox now. You got ownership that settles for mediocrity all across the board, With even even on the other side of town with the Bulls. You pay $215 million to a mediocre player who's injury-prone, but you can't, you can't invest in your south side team. Uh, let me get your thoughts on this. Shout out to J&G. All right, man. We appreciate the telephone call. No, I actually settled for mediocrity at this point. Mediocrity actually looks great. It looks like a, a big steak dinner to me, mediocrity. I'll, I'd take that for the White Sox. I'm not even at that point with this team. At this, I mean, look at the ball club. They're not Mediocre would be a ball club that can win 81 games, 82 games. I'd take that, Cap. I can't even get that with this team. What's the win total? What are they saying? 63 and a half in Vegas right now. Not the A's, right? The White Sox. The White Sox. 63 and a half. The A's are 59 and a half. Just, you know, but yes, you're in that uh, rare territory. Air. Now, maybe if you develop, like, take a, I know of a former player. He's retired. He's got a kid named Fernando Tati. Oh, wait a minute. You had him. Let me ask you a question. Would yes. you like for me to throw you the F out this window? I'd be glad to do that. <laughs> It's good ratings if you like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I throw you out the window if you like. Sixteen years old. Oh, we'll give. We'll take James Shields. You want me to spend money, Jonathan? I just did. You know, you know, I can turn the page on Fernando Tatis. I have no problem. I've told you that. I they, can turn at that point. They were trying to win. That's fine. I got to turn the page on that. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, when you go into free agency, you should be. In the room where people say, boy, look out for the White Sox. They are actually going to go for it here. When's the last time you heard that? Watch the White Sox in the, in the, and during the hot stove. Be careful now. Watch it. What, 95? Albert Bell? 
I don't think we should spend so much money. We as baseball owners should keep the, keep the salaries down. Here's Albert Bell, 5 for 55. That's the Jerry I want. That's what I want. That was top of the market. Absolutely. That's the, I want that guy with the sleight of hand saying, guys, let's just tamp down the, the salaries. Come on now. We got, we, got, we got to care about the future of baseball. Here's Albert Bell, 5 for 55. That's what I want. Where was that, Jerry? Remember what he said? Okay, you guys want to play that way? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> what about now? Tap out. Yeah, pretty much a tap out. That's right. And somewhere, somewhere, we get the formal general manager, I'm sure, sitting back with a nice cocktail and a nice cigar and Rick Hahn saying, told you so. Tune in. Yeah. Yep, you see what I was dealing with. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Eddie's on 294 on Cap and J. Hood. Eddie, good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. Hoodie, man. My, uh, my family said, you know, season tickets. My grandfather's buddies, Billy Pierce, back in the day. They've had season tickets since the early 70s. Um, there is nothing about this franchise that, that I can even get behind. So if, if you're willing to, uh, to jump ship and, and find a new team, I'm willing to do it with you. Because there's just nothing that I want to be a part of with this. Deep, and, deep down, you guys are going to stay right where you're at because you're loyal Chicagoans. You just want I somebody to respect you back. Exactly. And, and you know what you guys were mentioning? Uh, sons of players. One guy I was just thinking about when you were saying that was you could have drafted him. His dad was the strength and conditioning coach. A Mount Carmel kid. Alec Thomas is playing outfield for the Diamondbacks. They're just in the World Series. That's right. That's exactly right. I, you know, just, you know, Eddie, what I want for us as White Sox fans is just have some respect, some ROI on the emotional and financial investment we have put into the team. That's all. Looking for just a return on investment is to say, guys, we know that you're diehard fans. We know that you bring your families in. We know that you, your hard-earned money we're going to put into the franchise, you know, as far as tickets. So we're going to be able to do all we can to help the team win. And I just don't see that, and that's disappointing. Well, and, and two, um, what I think about sometimes is, like, there's an entire generation of White Sox fans that really have never seen any amount of winning baseball, and that's going to affect the team moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's completely true. Again, these are those pop-up championships that Sylvie talks about all the time. Uh, a championship here, a championship there. Oh, five is the greatest time of my life. To see the White Sox win the World Series because, again, it came out of nowhere. There was no ramp up to a World Series championship at that time, Cap. The 93 team, yeah. The 83 team, sure. Those uh, manual teams in 2000, no shot. You weren't beating Lou Pinella. Too smart. You weren't beating Pinella. But, but 93, with all the fanfare the White Sox got nationally with Bo Jackson, Ellis Burks, you know, great pitching. Oh, my God. But 2005 was great. And I keep I drive past that sign. I drive past Guaranteed Rate every day on the Ryan on my way back to South Shore. And I look at that sign, and now that sign of World Series champion starting to get weathered. I like a new sign at some point before I die. Sorry, Ed. Yep. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. On a, a brighter note, Adam Schefter, he weighed in on the number one pick in the draft. Guess who that's going to be? Uh oh. We only talk about it every day. We talk about it next. Cap and J Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Checkmate 1 6. Landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in my 
Station. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for a shot or no shot. And it's brought to you by the fine folks over at ESPN Bet live now in Illinois. Sign up today. New users, 100 bucks in bonus bets with any sportsbook bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys, on a Tuesday. How we doing? We're awesome, man. Awesome. My partner is passionate, and that's all people can ask from someone to speak from the heart. Did people not like it if they're, you know, all in on the white side? Maybe. But guess what? When that man speaks from the heart, it's authentic, and I loved it. If you missed that, available on the ESPN Chicago app, our first hour, 7 a.m. Right at the top. Well, that's not what the lead was going to be, but then you opened the door. I was fine talking about Caleb Williams again. But, uh, but you opened the door. It was fine. The show was fine. And then you did that because you, you, cause you are a uh, stick in the beehive. That's what you are. A hemorrhoid, a hemorrhoid on the ass of life. I once had a boss accuse me of walking over to a pile of dry leaves, throwing a match on it, and walking away. Enjoy. It's fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair thought. Uh, it just is disappointing. Just disappointing to see. Thinking that I was being ball sacked, I'm like, ah, oh, there you go. That's not real media. It is a real deal with Kansas City. God, nearly three hundred million dollars, Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> Bobby Witt Jr. to the Royals. Odie, I'll open the door because now I'm thinking about it, and this is new baseball. The White Sox have a guy in Colson Montgomery, I believe, is the ninth overall prospect at MLB Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Far and away the best prospect in their system. Yeah, super cool. One of the best in baseball. The new baseball is extend your young players. It happened for Wander Franco. Granted, he'd already made MLB, and granted, he had other interests. Uh, it happened for now Bobby Witt Jr. The Tigers last week extended Colt Keith, who has not yet hit Major League Baseball. Got him close to. $30 million over six years. Shot or no shot, the White Sox should follow suit, give Colson Montgomery an extension. That's a shot. That's a shot because since you're rebuilding anyway, since you're, you know, they won't say rebuild. They won't say that. They don't have the the, the, uh, the guts or the testicular fortitude to say it, but you really should try to build on your young talent. So that's actually a shot. You try to lock them in for the future. Somebody, ju- who, what did Detroit give that kid? That hasn't played a game yet. Twenty-eight million for six years, I think. Sign him up if you really believe in him. Sign him up. Absolutely, you lock it in, Cap. Yes, I mean that's that's what it's about is be able to stack your chips, especially your young players, so they can develop. And ultimately, if you need to throw some free agent money in there, you got young kids, free agents, and then you go for it. And I just don't know when that's going to be for the White Sox. I don't know when they'll be able to contend. But you got to start somewhere. You got to. All right, Jay. All right, ESPN's Matt Miller said this week that everyone he talked to at the Super Bowl, at the Senior Bowl, excuse me, expects the Bears to draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields with a package centered around a second round pick. Shot or no shot, using Justin Fields to get back into the second round where they could, fingers crossed, potentially draft a center is a win for the Chicago Bears. That's a shot. That's a shot. Again, it's about trying to accumulate as much draft capital as possible. Why wouldn't you do that? I completely agree with Jonathan. If you're all in on Caleb Williams and he passes all your testing and background checks and mini golf games and polls a suite at the combine and all of it, if he passes all that stuff, yes, and then draft, is it Jackson Powers Johnson? 
out of Oregon. That's out the one Oregon. I would like. He's yeah. the number one ranked center in the draft. If you could pull that off, all in. Let's go. Shay. All right, Super Bowl Media Day has the NFL buzzing, and Patrick Mahomes had a sit-down with Jeff Darlington where he was asked, do you feel yourself becoming a villain? And Patrick Mahomes answered that he can sense the villain narrative forming from other fan bases. People believe he's a villain. I don't feel this at all. I want to know from the two of you, shot or no shot, Patrick Mahomes is a villain. Well, that's a no shot. He's not a villain. But I can understand how some fan bases feel like, oh, my God, here comes Mahomes and the Chiefs again. They're going to beat our ass again. I can understand that. But from my standpoint, I've always appreciated greatness, Cap. I've always appreciated You know why? Because I always want to remember like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, the, the great baseball players I've watched, great, you know, great athletes I've watched, and remember those moments. Instead of hating on it, it's like people hating on LeBron James. While you hit on LeBron James, you're missing all the greatness from LeBron James. You're missing all the milestones. You're missing him surpassing Kareem, the championship he's won. But because you're, you're so hating on him because of the decision or because you get tired of him winning or being in winning situations, just appreciate why we got into sports. And that's because of fandom. It's because of games. It's because of individual talent. So it's a no-shot for me. I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes. Me either. Again, villain... Yeah, like, was Michael a villain? Yeah, because the Bulls never lost. He always rose to the toughest moments on the road and tortured these fan bases. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes does the same thing. So, for me, no shot. He's not villainous. Whereas Brady, I loved Brady in Tampa. I love Brady now. I got so sick of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, the Flategate, Spygate, and all the other stuff. I, I looked at, not him, but the whole Patriot thing as villainous. I don't feel that way about Kansas City. Here's the thing about, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. You know what? When I see these teams winning or when I see dynasties happening and it doesn't happen in our city, that fuels me as a fan. Definitely as a talk show host, but definitely as a fan to say, look what they're doing and what are you doing? They're at the mountaintop and you're in the valley. So how can you be able to get to the mountaintop like that team? Well, I love to see dynasties because it puts more and more pressure on teams that are not willing to spend money, teams that are spinning their wheels, teams that got to change their coaches every two or three years or a general manager every two or three years. So when I see teams win, uh, it fuels me. When I see Golden State and what they've done, and that's going to come to an end here. But just in this window, with their championship window, that fuels me. You got Joe Lacob, who's a maniacal about winning, continues to turn over the roster with a certain talent to go along with uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. I love it. Keep winning because it shows the Bulls that they're in the Valley. This is what it takes to be able to win. Is is that how you want to run your business or do you want to run your business at the top? The sad thing is that teams in our town sometimes don't seem to care. It's okay. It is what it is. You and I care. We do. You and I care. 100%. And our listeners care. That's why I, I, I don't uh, spend a lot of emotional investment in hating on sports teams. I just don't. I just don't. Because our teams are just always middling or at the bottom. And I go, this is when I get on the air with you, with my friend, and I go, look at that championship. Look at Kansas City. You were there. How about this? Cap is in Kansas City. Cap knew that the Bears would get their ass whipped in Kansas City, but he went anyway. He went anyway because he wants to experience what it's like at Arrowhead. 
to Amazing. be able to be there, right? Amazing. And you came back and told us, you said, you said, Hoodie, it was an amazing time. The tailgating, the fans, the atmosphere, the winning feeling from the fans and that whole thing. A different environment that you'd get at Soldier Field because they've won championships. They've got great players. And the fans, they walk around with their chest out saying, have a good trip back to Chicago. And they pat you on the head like you're on Benny Hill. Right. Hey, we remember those days when we were terrible. Good luck to you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. Condescending. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why they're going to move on from Justin, because they're going to try and reset everything. Oh, man. All right, Jay. All right. I love Media Week uh, at the Super Bowl. Media Day yesterday. We got a lot of great news, including Diana Rossini talking about what she heard regarding why Mike Vrabel was left without a job in this coaching carousel. Listen to this. You know, I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. And that is a factor, which I left. I said, stop. That That's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like? Damn. <laughs> I cannot la- not laugh at that. Shot or no shot, if you are an NFL decision maker and you're intimidated by large people working in the NFL, you need to find a new line of work. That's a shot. Yeah, that's silly. Now, she didn't say she believes it. She said she's heard that and talked to a GM. If you are a GM or an owner and you walk in and go, that Vrabel dude's too intimidating for me. Really? (laughs) Really? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. In sports, I want you to think about that. that Possibly be a factor. I mean, it's like just look at your center. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, dudes are huge. I mean, seriously. Now listen, I've had that problem around around the the business for many years. Cap, I walk around the hallways and people scurry because they're afraid when I walk through the halls. Because you're a big man. That's right. Or because you've been known to lash out walking down the hall. <laughs> oh, is, is that what I do? I lash out? Is that what I do? He's the kindliest, nicest dude going. You're uh, cuddly. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. When I walk down the hallways, it's ominous. The MCs, they scurry. They hide underneath the desks. MCs would be marketing consultants for those of you out there. Hey, hide your chain. Hide your chain. Take your watch off. Yes, exactly right. They think I'm going to rob them. Wow. They think that I'm going to just take them, take them out, Cap. Clothesline them. Beat them down. They think nice sneakers has a different uh, meaning when it comes from hoodie. Why did you go all the way around sales to get to the bathroom? Hood was coming the other way. Here I come. I'm I'm afraid that hoodie's going to be doing something to me. I've got to run. I I can't take this anymore. I must run. Oh, my God. You are kindly, man. It's a large man. It's Mike Vrabel. Run for your lives. Can you believe it's insane? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we can't sign Fred Warner. Bit big, bit big for my liking. Well, that Bears team, man, they got the smallest team in the league, but they're really nice guys. <laughs> Not intimidating at all. Wow. Sales and marketing. Run for your lives. Programming, run for your lives. You must leave. Craig, run for your lives. Sai, you want me to run? Yes. Run for your lives. Here comes Mike Rabel. He's going to get you. He's coming after you. 
It's crazy. I mean, what are you afraid? I mean, can the guy coach football or not? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Well, he'll be sitting out there. He'll do TV, hang out for a year. And then next year in the middle of the season, team will be one in five, somebody. Yeah. Mike Brable rolling in. Bears. Bears. Well, <laughs> I, hey, man. I light a candle for that every day. Seriously. Got to upgrade at some point, man. You're upgrading your roster. You got to upgrade your upgrade some of your coaching staff. I'm going to tell you this right now. If they get Caleb and he is who we think he is, Eberflus is getting extended at the end of next year. It's fair. And by the way, he deserve it. He would deserve it. No yes. question. No doubt. All right, coming up, we will go around the NFL. Don't forget Albert Breer with the latest on the Bears in the NFL and the draft. All part of the mix. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time now for Around the NFL. And it's brought to you by the fine folks over at Here's Jay Norland. <laughs> that would be that would be good karma brands. That's correct. We we have we have what we would consider valuable real estate with around the NFL. Correct. So if you'd like to be able to have your stamp put on a signature uh, segment, we do every day. Correct. We do it every day. The every show yes. the entire year. Yes. Football will be in your diet every single day. Good Karma Brands is where people can go to be able to put their stamp, to plant their flag around the NFL. Right? You got anybody in mind? Uh, I do. Guess I've got a few people, right? Yeah. Well, yeah right. People need to be part of that real estate around the NFL. That'd right? be me. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Uh, Hoodie, it's all Super Bowl related this week. Yesterday, I gave you the full roster breakdown. That's available on the ESPN Chicago app today. You know I love power rankings. Uh A little twist on a power ranking tiers list. Everybody prepping for their Super Bowl parties this weekend. I have offered tiers of Super Bowl foods. Let me get the pen. Here we go. Let's God do knows it. you can't go to the game because it's so expensive to go to Vegas and get a ticket. So you're watching at home. This is not, for me, a personally, a go-to-the-bar event. This is a have-the-friends-over, get-some-food-and-enjoy-yourself event. All right. So we start at the bottom. Bottom? In the hell tier hell. of Super Bowl foods. Hell tier of Super Bowl foods. All right, ready. These are, if I see them, I certainly will not eat them, and I may leave your home. Uh, fruit. I don't need to see a fruit platter when I walk into the Super Bowl party. I don't want to see chopped up bananas or pineapples or grapes or whatever. That's don't need just it. such a Super awful Bowl take. is indulgent. Super Bowl is nasty. Super Bowl is for fried, gross things that are unhealthy. I don't need a fruit platter. I don't need the veggie platter that sits out and gets gross with the ranch dip in the middle. Veggie. And I do not need, under any circumstance, a seven-layer dip. Enough. Seven layer. Oh, well, dip. I don't even know what that is. Seven layer dip is disgusting. It shouldn't exist. 
You know what it's it is. It's in the hell tier, and it's gross. You know exactly what it is. You've a been around se- it. A seven-layer dip. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Google it, and you'll say, oh, you'll see it. All right. Uh, yeah, just five Google. different uh, flavors of Daisy just stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Basically, there's like beans in Daisy's the middle, too. The, Daisy's the best. Yeah, yeah but so. not seven layers of it. I'll have to look. I'll look it up. <laughs> not- but Shay, not everyone wants to wallow in grease like you do. Some of us, the veggie tray, we put some. I don't have to have your grubby hands into the tray. You take the little tongs, you put it on a plate, you have some vegetables. I'm not going to eat the deep fried stuff. I'm just not. That's fine. These are my power rankings. If you disagree, feel free to disagree. But these are my power rankings. And and by the way, when you get to the Super Bowl cap, Super Bowl parties, Greece is the word. Here's Shane Orling. Shane. The meh tier, the second tier up, meh. These are fine, meh. but they're they're not the best. Okay. Deviled eggs. Ugh. And what is a deviled egg? What do you mean? What's a deviled I egg? I mean, I I know that I see some of these trays with nasty looking eggs with like paprika on them. What is a devil? What makes a deviled egg versus like Zetterman who eats like sixteen? Uh, hard-boiled eggs every day. You gotta you hard-boil them. You cut them in half, and then you stuff them. There's like mustard in them, uh, some like paprika. Usually, depends. People put anything in them. It's usually mayonnaise and mustard, primarily. I hate them. I think they're terrible. I agree. Next, uh, nachos. Now, nachos are good, but there's a problem with putting nachos out at your Super Bowl party. Once they've sat out for about. Half an hour, they're nasty. Nobody wants the crusty old ground beef that's been sitting out on the table. The cheese gets kind of gross. They just don't hold up. If you crush them in the first 30 minutes that they're out of the oven, fantastic. But if they're sitting up there waiting for people to grab them, they get gross. Oh, when you say nachos, you don't mean like Doritos out of the bag. No, no, no. Like you're prepping up tortilla chips, a corn chip, some cheese, some ground beef. You're making nachos. I see. And by the way, this seven-layer dip, no thanks. You can't Told say you. you. You can't say you've never seen that before. That's a healthier I've food. never seen it at a party. I, I'm familiar with the concept now. Refried beans, sour cream, mixed with cream cheese, taco seasoning, guac, salsa, cheese, green onions, olives, and tomatoes. Sounds like a soup in about 20 minutes. No good. Ah, pass. That feels good. Hard pass. All right, so we so we got deviled eggs, nachos, anything else in the meh category? That's it, just deviled eggs and nachos. All right, next one. This is the good, not great tier. This is something I expect to see at every Super Bowl party. If you don't have it, it's a swing and a miss, but it's not the thing that you're going to write home about. Chips and dip, the dip could be anything. Queso, salsa, daisy dips, uh, spinach artichoke, whatever you want to do. That stuff's all great. Chips and dip, I got to see. And cheese and crackers. Nobody's going to hate you if you put a little charcuterie plate together. In fact, people will eat the hell out of it. Get a little prosciutto, some nice cheese, some crackers, have some fun with it. Okay. You, you all right with the uh, cheese platter? The charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah. You all yeah. right with that? Yeah, that's fine. My wife's going to have one Sunday. We're having the kids over and some friends. Yeah. That's always good. That's always a go-to. To me, that kind of starts the day. It's not during the game. It starts the, you know, as you get closer to close to the Super Bowl, it's the first thing I would eat. It's a base cap. And then you go on some of the big stuff. 
Shay, what's next after the chips and dip and queso and cheese? The now we're cooking tier. Now we're cooking tier. Which quite literally means now you're cooking. I know you've put some effort in. You've made some things for people. This is what I want to see. Now I know I'm having a good time. You got a crock pot full of chili. Great place to start. Uh huh. That's the best. Buffalo chicken dip could also be in a crock pot. The best dip on Super Bowl Sunday, in my opinion. Buffalo chicken dip. I know you put some work in. You shredded the chicken. You put all that stuff together. Wonderful. Okay. Sliders, excellent. And I know you worked on it because you got to grill those puppies. I, that I'm a fan of when I walk in and see sliders and pulled pork, which is also could be a crock pot option. Give me some uh, King's Hawaiian buns and a little pulled pork option. I'm in a good place. How about, how about that, Cap? A little pulled pork? They, I've got no problem. My wife does also a pulled buffalo chicken mm-hmm. that she makes. I'm not a King's Hawaiian guy. I just eat the meat part of it. But you do you, man. Yeah, the pulled pork is good. How about the chili? Yeah, I could deal with the chili as long as there's no peppers of any kind in the chili. Uh, Jay Moore, are you down with the buffalo chicken dip? Oh, yeah. I love that. That's pretty good. Is it? Okay. Yep. I never had that. Oh, is that a Caucasian option? <laughs> it's like every party I've been to growing up, there's a buffalo chicken dip. I've never seen that. Serious? Nope. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Two Americas. All right. We move on to... Oh, <laughs> Come on. Hey, man. I'm sure the Whole Foods down the street from you has got it right there on the hot bar. What are you, an a-hole today? <laughs> What are you, an a-hole today? (laughs) Wow. Damn. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? If you mean down the street in in Beverly, Evergreen Park, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. If you mean that, yes. Peacock, you put gas in the car. I got to get to the Whole Foods. Where are you going? I'll be back in a couple hours. Got to go to Evergreen. Why? That's where the Whole Foods is. Thank you, uh, Inglewood, for closing the doors because we need another save a lot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Uh, two tiers remaining. We start in the elite tier. These are some of my personal favorite. Elite. Finger grab and go snacks. These are huh? these are the best. Finger grab and go snacks. Yep. Pigs uh-huh. in a blanket. Okay. Potato skins. And those cocktail meatballs. Get a little toothpick. Stick it in a meatball. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it's easy. I, th- those are the best. These are elite grab-and-go snacks. You could put them on a plate, sure, or you could just stand up there by the counter, grab them. The best. And knowing you, you'd probably use the same toothpick and keep sticking it back in there. What? They're separate meatballs. Yeah, what are you, what's the problem? If I take a toothpick and I put it in one meatball, and then I eat the meatball, and then I take the toothpick and put it in another meatball, I'm the only one eating those meatballs. The meatballs are usually in a sauce. Of well, some I'm not kind. sticking the toothpick in the sauce and twirling it around. Your meat, your, your dirty <laughs> toothpick is going to make contact with sauce that's still in there. Do you think I'm some kind of Neanderthal? I get a napkin yeah. and I wipe the toothpick and then I put it into the next yeah, meatball. Yeah, no. You take some with the tongs, put them on a plate, and sit your ass down on my couch. You don't stand up at my counter and start picking away at the meatball. I'm not coming over Sunday anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Wow. You shouldn't be bereft of, of toothpicks. There should be plenty of them there, right? They're toothpicks after all. Do you have to have the same one? It's not like a, it's not like your fork or your spoon. Right. It's like someone walks up to the charcuterie board and starts with their grubby hands 
Start take a piece of cheese, eat it, take another piece. No! You take some and put it on a plate like a, a human. I can't wait until, Cap, you have me over for dinner. I'm just going to start grabbing stuff out of your fridge. I'm going to drink the milk right out of the carton. <laughs> oh, like my Uncle LC. That's it. <laughs> uh, Uncle Shay. So, pigs in a blanket, cocktail, meatball. What was the third one? The uh, p- potato skins. Potato skins. Okay. You got to make those. Yeah, those are tough to make, too. That's They get elevated because of the effort that I know was put in to make them. Especially if they're loaded. You get the shredded cheese, the bacon, chives. Awesome. All right. What's next? The greatest of all time tier. These Go. are the two things you absolutely must have at your Super Bowl party. Okay. Pizza from wherever you get your pizza from. Mm-hmm. And chicken wings from wherever you get your chicken wings from. Maybe the same place you got the pizza. But if you don't have those two things... Your Super Bowl party sucks. Pizza and wings. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean, pizza's great. You can have it there. I'm not... Uh, uh, if I'll only eat the boneless wings. I'm not the... the. I don't eat the breaded wings. So, I like the, like the grilled chicken tenders type thing. Uh-huh. But he's... His menu... Child? It's like a child. A child's menu. You got okay. mac and cheese there too. The little like heat up containers of Kraft macaroni and cheese. You got that too. Oh. What are you talking? That's gross. No. What am I in a dorm? Yeah. Nothing. I, listen. Maybe grilled cheese bites. We could cut the crusts off. You Kaplan, got that too. This might not be the healthiest menu ever, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Excuse me if I'm in a childlike wonder. Excuse Say. me if I want to uh, treat the kid in me to pigs in a blanket, pizza, and chicken wings. Say. What are we doing here? God bless. Hey, God bless you and your veggie tray and your daisy dips. I hope you have a wonderful time. I will. I love rubbing and touching my meat. Absolutely. Cap's picking a piece of celery up with his little tong. I know. On Super Bowl Sunday. Get a chicken wing. Get a pizza. What are we doing? There's nothing wrong with indulging every now and then. I'm not saying How- that. However, what I would say is, is that when it comes to events like this, grease is the word. It's the word that you heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Grease is the time, is the place, is the motion. Grease is the way we are feeling. Grease is the word. You gotta have grease, man. It's the Super Bowl. That's it. Gotta have it. But I like the idea of you having, you know, fruits and vegetables as a base. Then you work your way into it. That's what I would say. Yeah, fruit platter, charcuterie board, no veggie tray, pulled pork, pulled chicken that my wife will have, and a buffalo sauce. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. And if you're inviting Cap to your Super Bowl party, he'll bring his own. And a Tupperware. Coming up next, Albert Breer with the with the latest on the Bears and the NFL. That's still to come on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Come on.